what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast. Today is Saturday, November the 21st, 2020, and this is episode number 13. Lucky number 13. We made it all the way there. Unbelievable, right? Who would have thought that I would put out 13 episodes and hopefully many, 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 many more to come and hopefully they'll get better quality, better content. Um, I'm still trying to line up some more people to do some interviews. So if you're interested or you know somebody who would be a good interview on creating a lifestyle that you love, send me an email, ken at constructiveliberty.com, and we'll get hooked up. Well, it'll probably be next year, as in 2021, before we line up any more interviews. But I had a really great one last week in Zach Schrock, and he talked about side businesses and management and how to how to make time in your life for the things that you love while also maintaining an incredibly busy lifestyle. So he, he manages to balance that really well, and I really enjoyed that conversation. And if you haven't heard that yet, go back and listen to that. That's episode number 12, and that came out on November the 11th. So today what I want to talk about are some things that you can do to generate income if you're at a place where you don't have a job, don't have work, or, you know, the rent's coming up. These are some things that you can do. You can go out, talk to your neighbors, and I can almost guarantee you that at least some of these things will turn up some money for you, will put some money in your pockets Not only are you providing value to other people, but you're getting value in return in a monetary form. And excuse me, I feel like I have a little bit of a cold coming on. No, it's not Corona. Okay, don't worry. I'm great. Just a little bit of a head cold. No no problem. I was working out of town Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday this week, so I was sleeping in a strange bed. Um, Probably didn't get as much sleep as I should have. And... The diet wasn't quite right. I mean, no, it was really bad, actually. I tend to do that when I go out of town and uh, I don't eat right, and then I don't feel right, and I don't sleep right, and it just... So, do better than I do when you travel, please. So today we're talking about... I have at least six ways, and I'll probably throw in a couple bonuses. Six things that you can do to generate income today. I like good practical things. Not uh, I like big ideas, yes, but I also like things that are practical that you can put into action right now that you can go out, walk up and down your street or drive up and down your street, maybe ride a bike up and down your street and things that you can put into action. So that's what this is today. And I'll tell you a little bit of the background on the question. I came across a friend on Facebook and I don't remember what she had posted, but I just asked her how how they're doing, how their family's doing, and she commented that they were trying to find a job for her son, and that got my mind rolling. Like I'm a person who has, out of the uh, seventeen, eighteen odd years that I have been in the workforce as the saying goes, I have only been an employee for about, 
a maximum of six of those years. I've always been self-employed. Now, a lot of that time I've worked for one or two contractors. My income has still been from small sources, but I've always had the this entrepreneurial spirit. I like working for myself, being able to set my own agenda and set my own schedule, even when sometimes I might rely on a single source of income. So you got to kind of balance that. But with that background, I had to think of all of these ways, all these things that you can do to generate an income. And that's in fields like online services, uh, maybe entrepreneurial things. You can build, do crafts and physical services. So I have a quite the list of things here. And I'm going to start with physical services at the beginning. Yard cleanup, especially this time of the year. Everybody, depending on what part of the country you're in, if you're up in the northern part of the country, that might be something like pushing snow. Um, a little on farther south where we're at, the leaves are steadily falling. Like you can go out and rake leaves today, and in two days, it'll look like you haven't touched the yard. So, yard cleanup is a big one. If you are even farther south, they have hurricanes. You know, down in Florida, Georgia, along the Gulf Coast, there, they get a lot of hurricanes this time of year. And if the whole tree hasn't fallen down, you know, there's probably limbs down, a little bit of cleanup you can do, trash that's blown around. And that's another way that you can get into the yard cleanup thing. Along the same lines of cleaning is house cleaning. My wife is a house cleaner. So she has not gone out and put her name out, really. She was asked by somebody if she cleans houses. And she's like, yeah, I, I, I would you know, I've done that in the past and sure, I, I would like to help bring in some income. And so she cleans one house and they're like, hey, I have a friend who's also looking for a house cleaner. Are you interested? And now she's cleaning houses three days a week more than she wants to do. Like she doesn't want to be gone from home that much because a lot of what she wants to do is at home. But house cleaning is something that once you get good at it, you get your name out, it spreads. And it's something that you can pick up easily and do with minimal tools. You know, you might need a mop. You might need a couple of rags, a bucket, a vacuum cleaner. Or a lot of a lot of people will have all those things in their house already. And all you got to do is show up and do the work. Another one would be a dog poop cleaner. Now, that sounds disgusting. But depending what part of the country you live in, what kind of neighborhoods you have around, these people have these little house dogs, or maybe they keep them in their backyard. And if it's a doctor or a lawyer or somebody like that, they don't want to go out and clean up dog poop in their yard. So if you can find those types of neighborhoods, go offer to, to scoop their poop twice a week or something and give them a flat rate. You know, if it takes you 15 minutes, tell them you'll do it for 20 bucks or 10 bucks and get a string of houses up and down that street where you're cleaning the dog poop out of the yard and you can make some good money that way. On that same lines is walking dogs. There are a lot of people who have made really good money just being a dog walker. 
This also is going to kind of depend on what neighborhoods are around you. But if you can find a wealthier neighborhood, these people that have dogs, they love the idea of a pet, but they don't like doing the work that it takes to keep up with it, to exercise the dog, to clean up after the dog. So that might be a value add service or something where you can combine those services and generate even more income. Moving on down, these same neighborhoods, they they like their landscaping. And if you can sell them on the idea of edible gardens, you know, build them a raised bed with mint tea in it. Who doesn't like mint tea? So if you can find these places where they want, you know, a pretty little garden bed or a raised flower bed or something, but they don't want just the flowers, sell them on the idea of something edible in there, but that's still pretty. There's so many different plants out there and I'm not the plant expert by any means, but there's so many different varieties of plants that look pretty and you can also eat them. And if you can sell that, you know, that would be planting, maintaining, harvesting, whatever services you can sell there, you can make some good money in that, especially if you, again, go with the multiple houses in a neighborhood idea. Moving on down, more services, refurbishing appliances. Now, this is a skill that you can learn on YouTube. Just look up appliance repairs and you will be able to find a lot of videos of people showing you how to repair, how to diagnose, what parts most commonly go wrong, when it's worth it to repair the appliance or not. You can find manuals online. All you got to do is type in the, the model number and the, the brand name of the, uh, of the appliance in question, and you'll come up with parts lists. You'll come up with diagrams. You'll come up with common issues and all of these things. And as you build that wealth of knowledge, soon you'll be able to almost hear a machine run or not run. They can tell you what it does, and you'll be like, oh, I know what part that is. And you can go order that and fix that for them. So appliance repairs, whether that's a washing machine, a dryer, refrigerator, freezer. Refrigerators and freezers are a huge thing right now that you could get into because they're hard to come by. You could get into repairs. That would be like house repairs. Um, it could be anything from, you know, repairing broken front steps to repairing little things in the house that get broken. There's Oftentimes, corners get dinged up inside. Doors get bumped and they and they get out of level and they don't close right. And so, if you this some of this will require some tools doing the repairs, but you can do small stuff like that. Again, find those upscale neighborhoods. It doesn't have to be twenty million dollar houses. It can be a couple hundred thousand dollar houses. Find a golf course near you and hand out some flyers. Let them know that you are offering this repair service and you'll fix up little dings and dents and touch up paint and all of those things. And while you're at it, offer to haul off their junk. And that's another thing on my list is, is doing junk haul off. So many people have piles of trash, especially, especially coming up. Now through sometime in January, there's going to be lots of junk. People are clearing out junk to make way for 
new junk in the form of Christmas gifts. And then after they get those Christmas gifts, then they still have to clear out more space to make room for it. So either they're shoving it in their attic or they're making a pile of it to get hauled off to the dump. And if you can catch these people and you can say, look, I offer this service to to haul off junk, I will take a load to the dump for you. And this requires a vehicle, like probably a truck and maybe even a trailer. But think about that. Christmas trees would be another one. A lot of, some people will, you know, if they live in an area that has a woods close by, they'll just go dump the tree out in the woods. And that's great because it'll decompose there. But some people, they don't want to do that. So if you can haul off their Christmas trees, offer that as a service, you know, maybe go into a neighborhood and offer to, you know, go door to door and say, hey, look, I'll take your old Christmas trees down and I'll haul them off for you. I'll dispose of them properly. Offer that as a service. Again, hand out flyers. Gutter cleaning would be another one along the repairs and the junk hauling off. So many people have gutters. And you need that to divert the rainwater properly. When you have a big house and it has a big roof, a lot of water runs off of that. And it's got to be diverted so it doesn't create runoffs. But if your gutters get clogged up, if there's trees around, the gutters get clogged and it doesn't properly divert the water. And so when there's trees, they drop leaves, the leaves fill up the gutter. It does not take long. Trust me, my wife cleaned out our gutters recently. And less than a week later, they were slap full again. I had to clean them out. Then I installed gutter guards. So if you are in the business of cleaning gutters, clean out the gutters and don't offer to install gutter guards (laughs) because that'll take your business of cleaning out the gutters away. But no, seriously, you could offer to clean out the gutters and install the gutter guards so that they don't have that issue come up again. And then the last one I have in the physical services section is construction site cleanup. There's lots of building happening. There is remodels all the time. People buy old fixer-uppers. And when you're doing construction on a house or whatever the building might be, it creates a lot of junk. So if you can make friends with whoever the builder is, offer to keep the job site clean. Come by once a day and, and take all their piles that are around the job site and throw them in the dumpster or or to pick up nails, whatever that may be, offer that as a service. And then even throw in the final cleanup, you know, when the house is done and just before they're ready to turn it over to the homeowner or whoever it may be, you can do a final cleanup on that. There's people that make some really, really good money doing just final cleanup on construction sites. The next section I have is crafts. So many people make a full-time living doing crafts. Anything from craft shows to something like Etsy or selling on uh, eBay or Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace. You can come up with so many ideas. You're going to hate me for this, but Go into Pinterest and type in craft ideas and then just start going down the rabbit holes there. There's so many things that you can do that you can build with very minimal amount of tools. It can be anything from handmade items like small signs. It can be jewelry boxes, 
Um, so many things there. You can you can make rings. I I know a guy here in my local area who is an insurance agent, and he makes rings for like he sells wedding bands and stuff. I mean, he, he does this on the side, and he does really well with it. He makes some gorgeous rings. Um, you could buy a wood burning kit, and I'm not talking about just making a fire and throwing throwing wood in it. I'm talking about a kit that you kind of it's a wood engraving, but it burns it into it. You can buy a kit and make signs and engravings on on wood. And there's some amazing stuff out there. Also look that up on Pinterest. Um, you could do uh, glass and steel engraving, or um, you know if you got really good at it, you could offer to engrave on people's watches, on their rings, and things like that. That would be something that takes a lot of practice and a lot of skill. Another thing that you could do is make pallet signs. People throw away and burn pallets all the time. And a lot of those pallets are made out of, they still have nice wood left on them. So if you can cut those up, you could create pallet signs or create boxes out of them and sell it as upcycled pallets or, um, or environmentally friendly recycled pallets furniture, whatever, whatever that may be. Another thing that I tried to get into a while back and I didn't have the patience for it was paracord items, be that anything from bracelets to lanyards, to necklaces, to, um, survival belts, to the list is endless in what you can do with paracord. And the last section I have is entrepreneurial things. And some of these are going to tie into the other items that I had listed, but one of those is appliance repairs. Now, everybody uses appliances, most everybody. Here in America, in the United States, nearly everybody has a refrigerator. Most people have freezers. Most pe- a lot of people have washers and dryers. And with that many people owning those items, what that means is a lot of those will also go bad parts will fail and most people don't know how to fix those things so if they don't want to call somebody to fix it they just think well it's broke it's old i'll go buy a new one you might advertise your service to haul off their junk that freezer or that refrigerator and take it to your house figure out how to fix it get it running again and turn around and sell it for a tidy profit another one would be small engine repairs now, this will take a lot of studying. I don't know much about engines, but I'm constantly trying to learn because living on a homestead, things are always breaking down. I have a lawnmower and a four-wheeler and a water pump and a generator and a chainsaw and another chainsaw. These things don't run right. Ugh. If I had somebody that could come by and fix those things, that would be awesome. So that would be something that you could learn how to do. YouTube University. There are so many tutorials for how to fix those things if you have the time and the patience. But if you don't have a job, if you don't have work, dive into it. Choose one of these things and figure out how to do it and then start Start doing stuff, fixing something for your neighbor. Hey, look, I learned how to do this. Can I can I work on that for you? And then get that running for them and say, hey, look, if you know anybody else that has a lawnmower 
that needs the oil changed or it's not running right or anything like that. It needs the blades changed or they have a chainsaw that doesn't run. Learn how to do those things and then offer that service. Those things are in high demand. Those kind of services are in high demand. Moving on down, you could build lawn furniture and go to these craft shows. You could uh, talk to the local hardware store and build your lawn furniture and have a display there at the local hardware store and they could sell it for you. Obviously, they would probably want a uh, a small commission, but you might be able to work out a deal there. Build some stuff, sell it at the hardware store. Another thing, and a lot of people get into this. I have tentatively looked into this one. I haven't gotten into it yet, but I've I've done I've dipped my toes in it. Put it that way, and that's flipping items. You know, going to a yard sale and finding things that are underpriced, high value, low price. Buy those items, take them home, clean them up, make sure they run right, make sure they work right, whatever that item may be, and then turn around and sell it on eBay or Craigslist or Etsy or Facebook Market or the thousands of other for sale sites that are out there. You might even start buying stuff like this, fixing them up, build you a little uh, um, an inventory of these items. And then create your own website, your own web store. Wow, that was loud. I just had my computer go off. It should know that I'm recording and not send me any notifications. Dadgummit. Anyway, where was I at? Buy these items that are underpriced, you know, that are high value, but low priced items and, and clean them up and turn around and sell them. You can make a tidy profit by doing that. It's incredible. I've seen people that have full-time jobs doing just that. How awesome is that? You you make a living going yard sailing. A few years ago, when my wife and I were getting ready to move from our hometown in Georgia, and we're moving up to Kentucky, we held a huge yard sale. And we had a bunch of furniture that... You know, we had collected over the years. Most of it was old. We didn't have much new, nice furniture. But there was a uh, a small store in our local town called Shabby and Chic. And what they would do is they would go buy this old, beat-up, run-down furniture. And they'd turn around. They'd fix it up. They would uh, paint it nicely, make it look distressed. Or they had all different kinds of looks that they would give to their furniture. And you may have heard a lawnmower start up in the background. That's my next door neighbor. He mows incessantly, but he keeps his place looking really good. So if you live next door to this guy, you might be able to offer your services maintaining his lawnmower. I don't know. Be an option. But this uh, this store, they would they came in and they bought a bunch of our old furniture that we were selling and they fixed it up. They, whatever you call it, updated it. And made it look really nice and turned around and sold it for a heck of a lot more than what they gave us for it. But those are just a small number of things that you can do if you don't have a job. If you are like, where is my next meal coming from? Choose the easiest one of this that you can do. Window washing is one I didn't mention. Who can't wash windows? But who wants to wash windows, right? So go to... go up and down the street and wash windows for people. You know, it doesn't take that long to wash a window. 
So if you find yourself in the position of not knowing where your next meal is coming from, not knowing where your next paycheck is coming from, not knowing where your next rent check is going to come from, choose one or two items on the list. Or if you can do a handful of items on the list at one house, like say you could sell them yard cleanup and and dog poop cleanup and window cleaning, if you could sell those three things and, and then maybe you know, uh, upsell them to gutter cleaning. You can do those four at one house. And that's, there's your paycheck for the week or or at least a few more meals. So I hope this got your mind rolling and uh, let me know what you're going to try. If you go out and do something this week and you walk them down, you go knocking on doors, let me know how the sales goes for you. Think about your sales pitch and adjust it house to house. You know, if if you go to one house and they're kind of receptive to your idea, to your sales pitch, but they're like, yeah, no, we'll pass today. Then the next house you go to, change it up a little bit and see how you can reword it. See how you can modify your delivery a little bit to come across a little more friendly, a little... Uh, more knowledgeable about what you're doing. Adjust your sales pitch at these places. This will give you a well-rounded skill set. It teaches you good, hard skills for life. It'll teach you sales skills. So many different things. We could go on and on that list, but we are at 25 minutes already. This is a really long episode. I did not expect it to get anywhere this long. But thank you so much for sticking around for the whole episode. I'd love to hear your feedback on what you've tried today, what what has worked for you. What have you done in the past when you needed to make some money quick? What's worked for you in that field? Send your feedback to Ken at ConstructiveLiberty.com. And if you've got a story to share about how you did one of these items, one of the things on the list that I gave you today, and how it brought you your next meal, how how you went from not knowing where your next meal was coming from to maybe turning that into a full-time income. I would love to sit down and have a conversation with you. Maybe you can be on my next interview show. Again, that email is ken at constructiveliberty.com. I'm Kenneth Esch on MeWe, on Facebook, on Instagram, on parlor on twitter i'm not active on all those places but i'm there so connect with me wherever you are wherever you find me connect with me let me know how your life's going i want to hear how you're doing what you're struggling with what's working good for you now go out and do good work